All right. On Purim, <clears throat> Purim, we have uh, four mitzvahs. We, we imagine that uh, when Chazal created mitzvahs, and in this case, this is one of the rare uh, situations where there's um, a durabonon, there's something that's, that's rabbinic that is um, fresh. It's not, it's not something that's based on something that's minatorah. This is a real, um, straightforward durabonon. But when Chazal create mitzvahs, they are trying to um, give us a sense and a feeling of what the day is, 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 uh, is all about. And if you think about it a little bit, there, there are mitzvahs and they, are, um, they, they cover like uh, a gamut of, of, of things, but it's a little hard to perceive and understand the connection between all of them. The, the main mitzvah, I, I mean, there's nothing that's main versus something else, but um, the, the mitzvah that, I guess, takes up maybe the most time is Mikra Megillah, and Suda takes a while. Yeah, okay, it depends. Depends how you do your Suda. Um, uh, it depends if you prepare for it. That's right, also, right? Yeah. Um, but, but the Megillah is obviously the idea of, of uh, remembering, revisiting the nace that happened, the miracle that happened uh, to, for the Jewish people, the salvation that we had from Hashem, and, and uh, thanking Hashem. That's, that's what the Megillah is all about. Matanos um, Levionim, which interestingly, people rarely feel that mitzvah happening on Purim because, uh, you know, generally you don't tap somebody on the shoulder and say like, hey, are you an Evion? I'd like to give you some, right? Um, you, it's, it's something that, that most people take care of in advance. But one of the mitzvahs that is done on Purim is Matanas Levionim, which is an element of tzedakah, Beinonim uh, Lechavero. So that's, you know, so we thank Hashem. That's, that's, we recognize Hashem, thank Hashem. That's the Megillah. Matanas Levionim is an element of tzedakah. Mishloach Manos is also Beinonim Lechavero. It's an element of uh, building uh, friendship with others and, and uh, creating closer bonds. And then lastly, we have simcha, the mitzvah of, uh, of, of being joyful, which is expressed in having a su'uda, which is expressed in having a meal. And, um, and that meal is a mitzvah that I guess you could say is about almost like yourself, that you should just be happy. And um, these are all wonderful things. But uh, a little bit there is um, uh, almost a disconnect between them. It's, it, it kind of covers everything. So that's one way you could look at it, is that it covers like my relationship with Hashem, it covers my relationship with other people, and it covers my relationship with myself, that I just well, I need to be a happy person. So that's, you know, so you could say that that's, that is the connection of them all, is the fact that they're covering different bases. But we would think that there would be some sort of like focal point something that would bring it all together um, when Chazal created this, you know, this, this, this picture of, of what our day of Purim is supposed to look like. Uh, another very, very interesting thing, almost, almost weird thing, is that 
the the idea of having simcha on Purim, the idea of 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 being besimcha on Purim, without getting into a lot of the details, there definitely seems to be a difference between the normal simcha that one is supposed to have on Yom Tiv versus the simcha one is supposed to have on Purim. And it's brought down, um, it's expressed in the following way, according to um, a sefer called the Emek Bracha, according to the Briska Rav, it says something to, the, something to this effect, I'm paraphrasing. But on Yom Tiv, we have different mitzvahs and, and the, the goal is for us to um, have our simcha in our mitzvah. Like, you know, there's a mitzvah and we're supposed to, we do some things with su'uda and basar and yain with meat and wine and stuff like that, but it's all in order to have us like have simcha, have joy in the fact that we're engaging in a mitzvah. On Purim, the idea of the simcha is to just be happy. It's not to be happy in a mitzvah. It's to just kind of just plain old, just be joyful. Almost with, with you know, it almost sounds like, uh, um, you know, be meaninglessly happy. But it's, 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 a, it's, it's a different type of simcha than, than, than the simcha, that it's a different type of joy than the normal joy that one is supposed to have on a Yom Tov. And again, that just seems like a very strange thing. And, and, and clearly the atmosphere on Purim is different than the atmosphere on a regular Yom Tov. Uh, but, uh, but, but it seems to be very much anchored in what Chazal wanted. That, that, that's how they wanted it to be. What exactly is that simcha um, all about? So Purim was a time where Klal Yisrael, where the Jewish people had um, a very keen sense of Hashem running the world, a very keen sense of Hashem um, taking care of them, down to every little detail. You know, in a certain way you could look at um, the Makos, Kriyas Yamsuf, you know, going out of Mitzrayim. Um, you, you could look at that as though, you know, we, we, were in a, we were in a big mess, and, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like, swooped in heroically and, you know, did some, did some magical stuff and got us out of there. That's, that, that's how you could perceive it. So we were in trouble, and Hashem took us out of there. On Purim, it's a whole different type of sense. It's not a sense that uh, Hashem just like sweeps in with a nace, sweeps in with a miracle and, uh, and solves our problems. It's that we are given a sense of the fact that Hashem was there directing every event from the beginning through the end, from the problem came from Hashem, and the solution also clearly came from Hashem with, with some very, very... Um, almost convoluted connections of events that because of this and this and this and this that um, all of that um, came together. And it gives, again, the, the, the sense that one is supposed to have from the story of Purim is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in our lives the entire time to the point where he's not just involved in our lives but World events, the events of the world are being directed and shaped and, and, and maneuvered and manipulated 
all about us. It's all for us. Um, for instance, at the very beginning of the Megillah, right? So we have Achashverosh, who's ruling in Shushan Habira. What's he doing in Shushan? So it's 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 not where the seat of the of of, of the capital really was supposed to be. What's he doing there? Well, you know, he had this hang-up about this throne, and, and uh, you know, so the Medrash tells us that there was this Shlomo HaMelech's throne, that he really wanted it, and then um, he couldn't sit on it, and they built him a throne, and it was in Shushan, and they couldn't transport it, and, you know, this, this, whole, this whole, you know, weird story about what we're doing, what, you know, how the seat of the capital all of a sudden changed to Shushan. But what becomes very clear, and it's clear in, in Chazal, is that why was Achashverosh in Shushan? Because that's where Mordechai was. So, in other words, they had the, the, the capital of a country switch because, well, they, they, there was this holy Jew, and the whole story needed, needed to happen near him so that everything else that we know rolled out, Esther, Mordechai, all that stuff, would be able to happen. So, everything in the story is is revolving around us, around the Jewish people, around our um, Hakadosh Baruch Hu getting us into trouble in a certain sense, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu clearly um, getting us out of it. And what we're supposed to take out of the story of Purim and all of the exquisite detail of how events moved in our, you know, to to to, to be that perfect crescendo coming out in our favor is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't just uh, want us or like us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. To the point where anything and everything in the world is maneuverable and manipulatable because of us. And that's what Hashem's doing. And there is supposed to be a tremendous sense of the Hashkach of Hashem, of Hashem watching over us, and the Ava of Hashem, and Hashem's love of us, that is supposed to come through from the story. Very, very striking about the story is that everything revolves around a poor, right? We call the, the holiday Purim, and it's because um, Haman did a lottery. What was the point of Haman's lottery? Haman wanted to show that this has nothing to do with God. God's not involved, God's not in the picture over here. This is just totally, you know, we're gonna randomly pick a time, and boom, that's, that's gonna be the time that we choose. But we know that a poor, we know that a lottery is something that is as, 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 as much as it is the most random thing that we talk about in life, like, oh, who's going to win the lottery? That's, you know, a dollar in a dream. That, that's, that's how we talk about it. But it's just the opposite. It's that every little thing in this world is being done directly by Kodesh Baruch Hu. When the Jewish people split up Eretz Yisrael, it was with a lottery. When we have one, um, you know, one, one, uh, one, one animal going la Shem and one animal going la Zazel on Yom Kippur, it's with a lottery. Because lotteries aren't randomness. Lotteries are a way for us to just say, Hashem, show us what it is. Show us how it is. You know, fascinatingly, in Halacha, right, if you read the disclaimer on the front of the uh, Chinese auction uh, booklet, right, in Halacha, it matters if, right, there was a couple of years ago, a few years, was it six years ago? Five, six years ago? So they had the wrong, um, whoever drew the, the Chinese auction things took the wrong cup or Tupperware or whatever the, the things they use for the wrong ones. So there's a tremendous issue with that. Why? Because 
when a lottery is drawn, it's not just like some random name being picked out, so like, hey, who cares? It's that if every person's ticket isn't, so th there's, there's a, an old Shaila about how there was a lottery that was drawn, and there was a person whose ticket wasn't in the bucket when it was drawn. So, so is, the ladder, is the winner, is it valid? So the answer basically is that no, it's not valid. Why? Because the, 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 the reckoning that's made by Hashem as far as who should win and who should not win is when you have every single person in the bucket um, and all of, their, all of the reasons for each one of them to win being weighed against each other. So the answer is, you know, Ruvain. It should be that, this, this guy. Right? But if, if you would put one more person in there, so then that might tip it that, like, you know, he would lose the tiebreaker to that guy, but then some other guy would have a different reason to, and it could be a totally different winner. So every single ticket in there really matters because nothing is random. Everything is being extremely carefully directed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what... what the sense that one is supposed to have on Purim after hearing the Megillah is that um, everything that occurs in my life as an individual also is being directly um, designed for, uh, designed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, directed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav Shimshim Pinkus says that, um, you know, a person, the Mishnah in Sanhedrin says that a person is supposed to say, Bishvili Nivra Olam, that the world was created for me. So he says, like, we, we walk around generally, if, if a person's really good at emuna and really good at bitachon, right? So if, if, if their faith is really, really strong, how do, how do people think? They think that, like, you know, uh, so the fact that I, uh, I didn't get into a car accident over here, oh, that was, you know, hashkacha from Hashem. The fact that uh, I, I, I found a $20 bill, that was hashkacha from Hashem. We think about like, the, the unique things that happen to us as being hashkacha from Hashem. But he says, what about the fact that right now there's oxygen right in front of your face? There's oxygen there. So what do we think? We think that, like, why is there oxygen here? Because everybody needs oxygen. I mean, there are billions of people who need oxygen. Animals need oxygen. Trees need oxygen. I mean, everything needs oxygen. But he says, Bishvili Nivra Olam means, and he says that this is, this is what we're supposed to take from the story of the Megillah. It's supposed to tell us that it's not that there's oxygen here because Hashem had to, had to have a general, you know, had to set up the stage in order to have a world. There's oxygen here because you, fill in the blank of your name, need oxygen. Therefore, Hashem made oxygen for the whole world because of you. And each one of us is required, not just recommended, each one of us is required to look at the world in that way. Why do I have uh, food? Why, why, why is there such a thing as, as a salary? Why, um, why is there water available to us? Not because people need it, not because mankind needs it, not because the earth needs it. It's because there's me. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves me, and he wants to take care of me, and therefore, he created oxygen. And yeah, he did it for that person also, and that person also, and that person also. Not, we're not supposed to think that like, yeah, well, it's not for me, it's, it's for everybody. Don't think that way. Every molecule of oxygen that goes into your lungs 
is something that Hashem created and designed just for you. And you have to look at it that way. And the idea of the story of Purim, the idea of seeing how every detail, things that, you know, all the political pundits back in the day had their reasons for why Mamuchan was all of a sudden giving advice to Achashverosh and why he was listening to him and not to him. All those things that happened, you know, obviously, every, you know, whatever their, their, uh, their, their CNN, whatever they had back then, they had their reasons for everything that was going on. It's, it's not about that at all. It's just about you. It's about, it was for you. So each of us, as we walk away from the Megillah, we're supposed to be sensing that. On Purim, we're supposed to sense that everything that goes, everything that I have in my life, not just the, the, the things that are unique and good for me, but everything, even the things that I take totally, totally, totally for granted, no, no, no. Nothing is not on purpose for you. Everything that you have in your life is purposely being made for you, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly bestowing these things on you. So anytime, so, so the fact that, yes, I breathe on a regular basis without thinking about it, it's an involuntary action that I do. I don't have to think about breathing. When people start thinking about breathing, they breathe wrong, right? The, the idea is for it to be involuntary. So uh, you'd think that, like, okay, so I breathe involuntarily. Hashem gives me oxygen involuntarily. It, it, it's just all part of, like, just the general design of the world. No such thing as that. There's no such thing as general design of the world. Everything is because you need that drop of oxygen. Kodesh Baruch Hu worked it out that yes, your lungs are gonna work without you thinking about it too much, but every single drop that's been provided to you, Hashem said, that person over there, you need that, that drop of oxygen, therefore I'm putting it right in front of your nose. And that's how we're supposed to look at the world when we walk out of the Megillah. The Venahapachu, he says. They're looking at the world as being different than we look at it all the rest of the year. Is that the rest of the year we look at the world as, there, there's a world, and then there's the special things that happen for me. No, 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 no. Don't look at it like that. On Purim, we have the ability to see the world in a different way. We have the ability to see the world as a constant outpouring from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from Hashem, that's specifically for me. That's, that's, it's, it's about me. Um, th- w- when that happens, you know, um, uh, we, we talk about, or uh, Darizal famously said that, you know, Yom Kippur, or Yom HaKippurim, is a day that's supposed to be, so it's a Yom Kippurim, that Yom Kippur is a day like Purim, right? And Yom Kippur and Purim are two days that are, seem to be diametrically opposed to each other. Levon Nagon says, how Yom Kippur is, is, a, is a Yom Tif. It doesn't have a Seuda. When is the Seuda for Yom Kippur? The Seuda for Yom Kippur is on Purim. That's the Seuda. And again, it's like these two days that have nothing to do with each other. So this past year, um, on, on, uh, on Shabbos Shuvah, it talked about the, that there, there's a difference between Shabbos and Yom Kippur as far as how we daven. That on Shabbos, we're not allowed to talk about we don't, add, we don't make requests. We don't ask Hashem for things that have to do with, have, certainly things have to do with this world. We don't ask Hashem for Parnaso. We don't have any of the requests in davening. It's not in there. Because Shabbos is, we're just in a different world. But on Yom Kippur, we're allowed to make requests. We're supposed to make requests. We're supposed to cry. What are we doing that for? Aren't we in a different world like we are on Shabbos? The answer is no, we're not. Yom Kippur is a special time in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is down here with us in this world. And we have the ability to perceive him 
in our world. We don't have to like go to some other place like we do on Shabbos. It's right here. Hashem is with us. And therefore, we can talk to Hashem all about our tsaris. We talk about the things that are wrong, the parnasa that we need, the help that we need with this, with that, with the other thing. That's what we're able to do on Yom Kippur. Purim is even a tighter connection to Hashem. How? Because on Yom Kippur, so I need to be fasting. I need to just be in shul, totally, you know, wearing, you know, just, just, you know, in a different, in, a, in this world, but in a different zone. Purim, we have no restrictions on malacha. You could do whatever you need to do. There's no, you know, you could, you can, you can uh, make your egg salad without any problems. And, you know, there's, you can do whatever you want, right? It's, it's a day in which we are living our normal lives. And it's with Hashem. Hashem is here. Hashem is with us. Because on Yom Kippur, on Purim, we have the ability to see Hashem in every detail of our world, in all the little things that we have in this world, we have the ability to see Hashem. Now, when a person has this realization, when a person is able to have this perception of how Hashem is giving and giving and giving and giving, what are you supposed to do then? What do we do? How do we react? Okay, so we have, we, we, we have a, a, a method, a mode of reaction that we learned from Avram Avinu. So one thing is that when a person has a sense and a feeling, and, 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 a, and a feeling of inspiration, the number one thing is don't do nothing. Don't just think about it. That's not good enough. You have to put it into, into action. Avram Avinu was a person who saw the chesed of Hashem, and he said, oh my gosh, this world is just all chesed. What do I do? I emulate him. Whatever Hashem does, I guess I should do it too. Now, what are you going to do? Chesed for Hashem? It's okay. He doesn't need it. What do you do? You do chesed for others. On Purim, a day in which we have this heightened awareness of all that Hashem gives us, the way we turn it into action is by being givers also, being bestowers of good also. And there are two methods of bestowing good on someone else. One is when somebody needs something, you give it to them. That, that's, that's one thing. I see that you need something, so I'll give it to you. The second is that you don't need something, but I want to show that I have affection for you, and therefore I give you something. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us things, He gives us things in two ways. There are things that we need that He gives us. So the fact that we all have bread and water, oxygen, uh, basic clothing, those are the things that Hashem sees us as being needy, and therefore, he gives it. But then, what about all the extra stuff, right? I, I need to have a shirt. I don't need to have a tie. You know, you, you need to have uh, bread and water. You don't need to have, you know, uh, you know, the, the vegetable side dish. You know, it's not, it's not necessary. All those extra things Hashem gives us, why does he give them to us? It's the way he shows us he loves us. It's more than just giving us what we need. It's, it's doing more. It's giving that extra gift. So we have two mitzvahs on Purim. One is matanas levyonim. One is giving to poor people. There are people who are needy. We see Hashem as being the giver, the giver, the giver, the bestower of good, the bestower of good, the bestower of good. And therefore, we have to take that sense and translate it into action. On the one hand, we give people who need. But more than that, just as Hashem gives us in a way in order to build up the relationship, to build up the ava between us, 
so too we have to do acts of building up relationships, building up ava between people. And that's Mishloach Monos. You know, there's an interesting, there's a halachic difference between Matanas of Yonim and Mishloach Monos. Is that Matanas of Yonim, you have to give to multiple, you have to give to two Aniyim. You have to give enough money to, to give um, tzedakah for two people who are poor. Mishloach Monos, the halach is you just have to give one person. Why? What's the difference? Because if I'm giving in order to fill someone's need, so it's not an intimate gift. It's a gift that I give to people who are needy. I see one person who's needy. I see a second person who's needy. I should give both of them. Mishloch Manos is all about trying to create an intimacy through giving something. So therefore the halacha is you only do it to one or you only have to do it to one. Because if, if you know, to give an intimate gift to 50 people, well, it's, it's no longer an intimate gift, right? Makes us question everything that we do around here, but you know that's 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 just the way of the world. But but that's that is the that, that's that's the point of these mitzvahs that we have this realization, this recognition of what Hashem does for us. We have to turn it into action, and therefore we have these two mitzvahs of giving. After that, we have another mitzvah, and that's the mitzvah of simcha. A mitzvah of simcha. That's not like I have a mitzvah of simcha of doing a mitzvah. Said, I just have a mitzvah of simcha, a mitzvah of joy. What's that all about? The idea is that I am a human being that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created and put me in this world because he loves me. Do you need anything else to be happy? Is there anything else that you need in order to make you be besimcha? That's it. Just be happy. Do what it takes. Have a su'uda in which you just enjoy yourself. I'm not enjoying myself because I'm in a sukkah. And I'm not enjoying myself because I'm eating a matzah or because I'm remembering. I'm just being happy because HaKadosh Baruch Hu made me, uh, love, gives me things, loves me. I'm, I'm, I'm part of this world. It's not senseless joy. It's, it's joy in that. I don't, it's, it's, it's for nothing in particular. It's just, I'm just... In, I'm, I'm just so happy that I am, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made me, put me here, and is giving me what he gives me. So that is, uh, that, that our physical lives, that the way we just go about our regular lives, are full of the, the, the direct hashkach of Hashem. That every time I eat, every time I drink, every time I breathe, is a direct gift from Hashem, is something that gives me joy. So what do we have? We have a su'uda. What kind of su'uda? A su'uda of, of just happiness, of joy. It's not, you know, there's, there's no formula to, to how it goes. It's not, you're not supposed to, you know, sing a sad song. It's, 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 it's just whatever makes you happy. That's what you do. That's, that's what the su'uda is all about. That's what, and that's what the sense of simcha throughout the whole day is about. It's just a sense of simcha of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has put me into this world, given me everything and anything directly to me because he has this, he has this love for me. You know, on, 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 uh, on Purim, so, the, so the, the way Chazal say it is the mitzvah is supposed to be that person is supposed to get levesumi until he gets to a point where he says, Baruch Haman, right? So, you know, Baruch Haman. I mean, so if you're just looking for, you know, a, somebody to mix up words, so, you know, you could have somebody, you know, try to do the ABCs, walk a straight line. There are lots of tests to see if somebody is, uh, you know, is totally with it or not. The, the idea of a person saying Baruch Haman is very significant. 
Because what it represents is the Haman is are even the things in our lives that maybe aren't so good. Maybe it's the challenges that we have in our lives. A person is supposed to sense on Purim that closeness of Hashem to the point where they're even able to say, Baruch Haman, all the bad things in my life, I don't know how, but somehow I know that they're a bracha. Baruch Haman, even the bad things are Baruch, are blessed. What's the Aurum Mordechai? That's the other, the, the flip side of that. We're cursing Mordechai, poor guy. Like, what, what, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. What, what's, what's the point of that? The idea of that is that Mordechai was, in the story, at least the way it seems, is Mordechai was the middleman between the Jewish people and Hashem. Aurum Mordechai, get that out of here. We don't want any middle people. It's just us and Hashem. That's it. We, we want to have that direct connection with Hashem. We're able to feel it. So Purim is a day in which a person is supposed to have a simcha, where he gets to the point where he's Baruch Haman, where he's blessing the bad things that he has in his life, where he's Ar Mordechai, where he says, I don't want any kind of, you know, middle, middle person, middle thing. You know, I want to have a direct connection, and I sense that I have a direct connection with Hashem. And that is, that, that's, that's where a person is supposed to get to. That's what a person is supposed to feel um, on, on, on Purim. So Purim is all about... Right, Purim, the natural way, it's it's that, that it, it's not about you know making sure that your kids don't eat nash and you have organic stuff and things like that. It's it's about the idea that through just the regular life that I have and the regular world that we live in, without any nisim, without any miracles, without anything quote unquote special going on, it's the idea of having that sense anyway that despite all that. Everything that I have is still coming directly from Hashem. And that I'm able to sense that it's the good stuff and the bad stuff. And that there's a directness that ha- that, that's between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Or Mordechai doesn't have any of that mi- intermediary. No, no middle people, no middle things. It's a super closeness that is just part of a person's 100% natural, regular life. And that's what we're shooting for. That's what we're supposed to have on Purim. So the four mitzvahs that we have are four mitzvahs that really interconnect with each other. It's a mitzvah of the Megillah, where Hashem is Megala, where Hashem reveals through the Megillah exactly what this world is all about. It's Hashem directly doing everything for us out of His uh, love for us. It's our turning that sense of love that we're getting from Hashem into actions that we ourselves emulate through giving to people who need and even giving to people who don't need. And just a simcha of being, a simcha of just I am, I'm, 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 I'm here, I'm with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm, I'm, I'm being Baruch my Hamans, I'm being in Ur my Mordechai's, and, and, and I'm, I'm able to have this direct connection with Hashem here in this world. And that is what Purim is, is, uh, is all about. And we should be Zoha as we go through Purim this year to have that sense of the, of, of the, of the Baruch Haman, the Ur Mordechai's, and uh, in Freilich and Purim.